Hello and welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. Very excited. We have Kate Flannery with us today, a.k.a. Meredith Palmer from The Office. Oh, what an incredibly lovely and talented woman. I had such a great time talking to her. We talk about the whole Office experience from audition to waiting tables the whole first season uh, of shooting to the phenomenon that had become the U.S. Office and all things Meredith. She's done her own stunts. We talk about how intense that was. And then from The Office, Dancing with the Stars, another incredible uh experience she had and we hear all about how that actually went down six shows a week on the tour dancing hours and hours i mean it's i'm exhausted even recapping it but this was a wonderful wonderful conversation with a fellow philadelphia area ish resident area ish resident uh go eagles yeah i think they're doing well who knows enjoy this episode of not too deep with kate flannery Okay, Kate, this is so exciting. Thank you for making time and being here. I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, first of all, how are you doing in the current state of the world? Just uh, let's get a temperature check emotionally on how you're doing. You know what? It, it has its ups and downs. Uh, I'm super frustrated because I was hoping to get home for Christmas, quarantine mm. for two weeks when I arrived. But unfortunately, Dang. that did not work out because of work. But, you know, I, my dad's happier that I'm just staying put. So I'll see oh, him. Good. I just saw him in October. I quarantined did the whole thing. So I'm I'm more fortunate that some people have actually seen my parents. So, you know, it's it's yeah. tough. It's tough. Yeah. And but I'm, you, I'm good. You're from the East Coast, right? I'm from Philadelphia. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm from New Jersey across the bridge Yay. from Philadelphia. And of so course. My, my family has a house in Ocean City, New Jersey. So I've spent every summer of my life in New Jersey. There you go. Yeah, my my dad and my stepmom are down in Summers Point, so right around that area. Oh, of course. Oh my yeah. gosh. Oh my. We have to. We have to dish. I. I know. I, we uh, always go to Summers Point. I gotta. I, I check in with them on like how devastated does Atlantic City look currently? What's going on down there? And the, they're hanging on though. Um, oh, it's tough. I know. Uh, and we know some people that, with businesses in, in uh, Summers Point, Gregory's and the yeah. Clam Bar. Oh, Smitties, they love yes. yeah, the regulars at Gregory's. That's so yes, funny. we are too. We are too. We know the family. You know Paul and, and his brother. Jo- yeah, they're the greatest. They're the greatest. Oh, that's incredible. Wait, for, does, for years we go there. Yeah. Does your family own a bar? Did I read that yes. right? Uh, we used to. Yeah, my dad owned a bar that my grandfather started in 1933, and then my brother had a bar for 15 years in downtown Philadelphia, and my wow. dad was a day bartender for him. Like, yeah. What What's that like having a family bar? Um, you know what? Uh, it comes in handy when you uh, somehow get picked to play an alcoholic on a TV show for <laughs> right, nine years. Right. <laughs> this is part of the manifesting of this eventual character. Yeah, there are no accidents. <laughs> yep, it's true. That's so great. Um, okay, let's go back to the beginning. I'm really curious about how you got started in in theater, in in the arts, all of that. Where did you start in that? Well, I wanted to be uh, a child actor and my, my mom was not you into did. it. And you- <laughs> I did. And the older I get, the more grateful I am to her because, yeah. you know, it's a rough road for kids. Of and course. I'm friends with some former child stars and it's not easy. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think I think, uh, yeah, the, the long road was definitely worth it. But yeah, so I uh, I think I, I, I had an audition for the TV show Zoom, but was not allowed to go. Um, uh, that was okay. my first like, oh, no. 
This yeah. is also a very East Coast thing. My younger brother and I grew up watching Zoom and all we wanted to do was get up to Boston to try and do like an open call. And yeah, same right? thing. It was not in our cards. That's so great. That's so funny. It's so specific. <laughs> yes. And then the minute I was old enough to uh, read the paper and find local auditions, I went to them. I would take two buses. I would beg my sister to drive me, my mom to drive me. Wow. Uh, there was a TV show that was on every Sunday called Al Albert Showcase, which was uh-huh. Uh, a, a um, talent show, and I I auditioned and did not make it. But I'm <gasps> telling you, it determined me. <laughs> I yeah. was so determined after that. What was so your audition? I, Do you remember I, you what you what? did? It was right. It was right when Annie was really big. So mm. I sang a song from Annie, and so did 14 other girls. But I just assumed <laughs> that I was going to sing it better than everybody else. That was yeah, my yeah, mentality. Yeah. Of course. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> and then when I was um, a senior in high school, I auditioned for dinner theater uh, and finally got in. And my mom mm-hmm. actually let me do the show. So I felt excited because I got to leave on Wednesdays after fourth period because I had a matinee. <laughs> That's so I did, cool. <laughs> I did Bye Bye Birdie at Riverfront Dinner Theater in Philadelphia. It was it was a great learning experience doing eight or nine shows a week. It was, it wow. was great training and being in school. And, you know, it was awesome. And yeah. then I studied theater. I, I auditioned for Shenandoah uh, college and conservatory music because my best friend who was a year older than me went there and I got a scholarship so I went there for two years and yeah. then I decided that my category was kind of dying out on Broadway since Andrew Lloyd Webber had sort of killed that funny female thing it wasn't mm. really happening so I decided to switch my major to, to acting and I got a bachelor of fine arts at the University of the Arts in Philadelphia oh very so I cool graduated from there yeah so at that point, you had kind of known that like comedy was more of the avenue that you wanted to go down? A little bit, yeah. And then when I was a senior in college, my aunt, uh, my mom's sister who lived in Chicago, sent me a ticket to come to Chicago to check out Second City. She thought it'd be a good fit. Oh, how cool. And the, and the first time I went to Second City, Jane Lynch was on stage understudying for Bonnie Hunt. Little did I know I would later become Jane Lynch's <laughs> understudy. And we worked together. I mean, and Jane and I have worked together for yeah. years. So it's it's such a crazy small all of world. these manifestations keep popping up. That's so wild. That's nuts. Yeah, so you can sort of see the line. When you went to Second City, was that like a oh yeah, I'm into this. This is what I want to do kind of thing. Yeah, I was sort of like oh my gosh, where have you guys been? I'm home. This is it. This <laughs> yeah. is so crazy. I love it. Yeah, and then so I studied did- there, and then got into the touring company, and then I was also in another uh, theater there called the Annoyance Theater, which had a lot of people that were doing both places. And I was in a, Jill Soloway uh, did a show called The Real Life Brady Bunch. She and her mm. sister Faith, and I was in that. And that actually toured for a while too. We were in. Uh, we actually played off Broadway at the uh, the Village Gate uh, um, cool. on Bleecker Street, and then we were in, in L.A. at the now the well, yeah, the the Geffen Playhouse it used to be the Westwood Playhouse. And then I did cool. the tour for a year. We were at the Kennedy Center for seven weeks. Wow, just like this thing that kind of kept, yeah. What's it like doing a touring show? That must be wild. Like you're moving all the time. You're playing all the time. Like it must be so fun, but I'm sure exhausting too. Yeah. You know what? uh, When I first did, it was 93, 94. And um, uh, now I feel like I'm 93, 94. Uh, (laughs) But but the first six months of the tour, we were in a place for at least a month, like a theater for at least a month at a time. And then the last five months, we were on a tour bus, like uh, sleeping compartments. And Anna Gastar was actually on that tour. Oh, Um, wow. Yeah, it's so funny. And then I really, and then I toured sporadically with Second City. We didn't go out for as long. uh, Like we might be gone for like maybe 10 days or two weeks, but we we didn't really go much longer than that. And then when I started touring with Jane Lynch, we would do like, 
20 days and you know because we do these big christmas tours now so right. like sometimes that's 30 days and then i just toured with dancing with the stars right uh, which was kind of like this crazy gift and i was i was uh i actually got to do i was supposed to do 54 shows which Holy is crazy shit. considering yeah. i was the oldest contestant <laughs> everybody else just got like a week or two um, 54 so yeah shows. it was nuts but but because of covid we got cut a little short so i just did 45 okay. of my 54 shows but i'm very proud 45 i know just a smaller number just 45 dancing crazy. shows that's so it was wild. crazy and getting to host too and we got to host i i mean I, we got to perform at radio city the oh, grand so opry cool. the fox theater in chicago i mean in, in atlanta oh my god it was so so what it was a fever a dream it really really was i got the bedroom in the back of the bus i felt like <laughs> i felt like whoopi goldberg i'm like what is happening so funny. Yeah, prime real estate. Uh, so that's, nuts. What, what was it like when you met Jane Lynch to tour with her? Like, did you tell her that you had seen her in a show? Like, oh, no, the first no. Time? Yeah, I was already her understudy. Like, we had worked together okay. for years. Uh, yeah, before that. Gotcha, doing gotcha, the really gotcha. Brady Bunch and knew each other from Second City as well. Yeah. So, so she, huh. we were singing together at Benefits. And then when Glee ended and The Office ended, which was around the same time, she, uh, she got an offer to do a cabaret act and she didn't want to do it by herself. So she asked me if I do it with her. Gotcha. So just, oh, that's so cool. The rest, as they say. Yeah. So wow. it's so fun. We've gotten to play Joe's Pub and uh, uh, the Kennedy Center and the Lyric in Chicago. So many great, great, great places. Wild. And we did a Christmas album that did really, really well. So we get to do a big Christmas. I'm literally uh, contractually obligated to tour with Jane Lynch every Christmas now. So I, I we'll mean, be what a on gift. tour next year. Oh, I know. How cool. It's such a fun yeah, such a great, we have such a great time. There's such great chemistry and yeah. the band is fantastic. And, you know, we get to write our own stuff and it's just, it's just a, a dream. Joy. Yeah, that sounds it awesome. Is. Yeah, uh, we played the Carlisle two years ago. We played the Carlisle for residency uh, for two weeks, which was another crazy bucket list. Like you get to stay shit. there, you get breakfast every day in this beautiful dining room. And amazing. Oh my gosh, just crazy. All these icons and these ghosts of Elaine Stritch walking through your room. You know, <laughs> That's fantastic. Okay, let's go back to obviously the office. Now, um, I'm curious, what was the uh, audition process like for this? Or what? how, how did that work for you? Because I feel like everyone has a very different story. Well, initially, I auditioned for the part of Jan for the pilot, and I oh, okay. did not get it. They clearly went a different way. <laughs> uh, and then in, um, that was in February. And then in August, um, I got called in for a different part. Uh, and, um, I went in to read for it and they said no makeup. Now, usually when they say no makeup, it's like, usually wear like, you know, lip gloss and mascara, bit. you know what I mean? Something yeah. a little bit. Yeah. They were like, take it off, take it off. Everybody take your makeup off. It was like, oh my no. God. And I remember seeing a couple actresses I knew from Chicago and I was like, oh my God, they book everything. I'm not going to get this. Oh, but so I intimidating. The, the casting director said, um, just keep it really small. And I'm like so used to doing these huge theater, you know, huge right. theaters playing at the back of the house, as they say. Yeah. Um, because I had also had the other theater experience I had was in uh, in 1996, I was off Broadway doing Valley of the Dolls. We did a stage production of the movie. It was very campy. It was like kind of like pre-YouTube theater where it was like yeah, yeah. Uh, cult following, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So I had to like learn how to figure out how to bring it down for, for this audition <laughs> for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, uh, I read for it twice. And then by the time I got home, they told me to go to Gower Studios. I did it again. By the time I got home from that, then I found out I got the job. But I didn't wow. exactly know what the job was going to be. I didn't know if I was going to be in every episode. Mm -hmm. We, they had kind of, I mean, it just kind of worked out like that where we were just, you know, 
luckily there was about six of us that were just there the whole, you know, they wow. could have just hired somebody else to, you know, put a red wig on them and <laughs> use the back of their head. I don't know, but, but it is it wild such a great because- process. I mean, people that I think don't work in the entertainment industry, they it's hard to understand like the concept of like booking a pilot and not knowing anything about like managing your expectations of where this thing could go. Because I think I read that you kept your waitressing job the whole first I did, season. Because I didn't know. And we were only doing six episodes of first season, which is not really enough to quit your job. I mean, right. Because if it doesn't go, you're like, eh, OK, you know, it's like yeah. you still have to get another job later. So I literally covered my shifts during the weekend. I worked my Sunday brunch. Wow. Yeah. So what was that? What was that first season like? Because everyone is obviously pure, unaffected, and also just trying their best because you don't know, but you everyone wants this thing to be to be good. Like, was there any sort of kind of uh, secret feeling that this had a special mix to well, it? Well, you know what I loved about it? No, of course I'd watched the British version, and there was yeah. kind of a history of of. Um, American versions of British shows bombing so right. badly. Uh, but Greg Daniels, who's our showrunner, he was so specific about this process. They literally mm. told us to bring in paperwork so that we could actually be working so that if the camera catches us, we're not pretending to work. We're actually <laughs> working. That's great. So that really created this kind of, you know, I don't know, Meisner type. I don't know. It was, yeah. just a, it was a very good experiment. It, it was awesome. And then we had two our camera guys on our DP, um, they were actually from documentaries and they had worked on the show survivor. So they were actually like, so used to catching animals in the wild. So that's kind of how they treated us. That's fantastic. So it's kind of a perfect storm of like somebody who had a very specific vision of how to capture us Mm -hmm. and a very specific, uh, intention for every day. So you're not, you're not putting on anything. You just, you, you know, literally you're a person who works in an office where there's cameras and you're so uncomfortable by that. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So that was, that was never, uh, it was never forgotten. That was never, and never thrown away. So we really kind of understood that, that, that heart, the heart of it. So it really, really helped, I think. That's so cool. And it feels like you all obviously mesh so well together that it must have felt like a family on that set. Absolutely. And I knew Steve Carell from Second City. We weren't in the same Mm. cast at the same, but we were there at the same time. And I knew Angela Kinsey because we were in an all chick improv uh, troupe called Bitch Planet, like two years before Love that. It. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So crazy. <laughs> and I knew Dave Kackner, who plays Todd Packer. I knew him from Chicago. We did the Brady Bunch together and we were at Second City and Improv Olympic together. And oh, that's so all great. That stuff. So many full, full circle moments. Yeah. And now you do a lot of your own stunts on this show. Was, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Was this um, pre-required or was this something you volunteered for? Or was this like, I a- kind of volunteered. I kind of volunteered and it was sort of like this. Um, yeah. Just kind of, I remember there was a photo shoot where they were, uh, it was a Halloween picture of Michael Scott and Dwight mm-hmm. and they were dressed as Crockett and Tubbs. And I was dressed as Madonna. They asked me to dress like Madonna. They dressed me up. <laughs> And for some reason, like no one else was asked to do it. And I was like, oh, like I'll do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I barely talk to this. I'm like, where? And yeah. I think they kind of got a sense of like, okay, I was kind of up for everything. And I, I really love physical comedy. And sometimes my lines would get cut because my face would basically say what my line was anyway. So <laughs> yeah. there's some episodes where I'm a little quiet, but like, but strangely present in a way that I wasn't expecting to be. Oh, so I, I want to say that to all actors. If you're looking at a script and, and reading 
counting your lines. Yeah. Don't do that because yeah. it's really not about that. And it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of a, um, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's kind of a, a trap to do that. You're not yeah. really trusting the process. And the show is truly, it, it rewards subtleties so well. It, that's why it's so fun to rewatch and rewatch because you're constantly picking up a very small little nuanced thing in a background. Right. They don't tell you when to laugh. Yeah, they don't yeah. tell you. You can be laughing over a moment and then watch it again and go like, "Oh, I, I missed that because I was laughing before." And now I get, yeah, That's I love great. the layering of it. I love this. I love that it never changed through the years, especially with with Meredith. Because sometimes yeah. characters evolve and they suddenly become expositional and mm-hmm. they sort of lose the thing that was funny about them. Right. It happens all the time on long running series. And I, I have to say, I always felt like less is more, and I I felt like Meredith never outwore her welcome. It's fantastic. Now, when at at what point do people start recognizing you in the real world? Because you're obviously incredibly recognizable in this part. Was there like a time period where all of a sudden the shift happened and people were either approaching you or noticing you? Well, even a little bit during first season, because I was still waiting tables until the you know the beginning of second season, till we actually got picked up, which was you know almost a year. Yeah, people say like, "Hey, excuse me." aren't you lactose intolerant? <laughs> I'd say, yes, thanks for not mentioning my hysterectomy. Because yes. those are two things that came up in the first season. So, Amazing. And, th- and then I think um, probably the end of season two, because, you know, 40-Year-Old Virgin was coming out right mm. as we were starting to uh, to shoot season two. And it was such a huge hit. I mean, yeah. Steve, there were posters of that movie everywhere, absolutely everywhere. And I felt like... Um, yeah, it just was this thing where you we felt like we had the guy. He's the yeah. guy. And every you know, everybody wants the guy. We have the guy. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of crazy. Uh I was yeah. What's the strangest or most unique way that people approach you? I've been sent many drinks in bars. Have and you? even on air on our on airplanes. Yeah. They'll just like and I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I, it's a beautiful thing. I appreciate yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. When times are tough, that's wonderful. Yeah. Uh, it's very sweet. It's very sweet. You know? Yeah. So sometimes, no, it's sometimes I'm not the one that's going to drink it. My boyfriend might drink it, but I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, uh, that's really uh, but, sweet. You know, I, one time I was walking through a hotel and um, someone grabbed me and begged me to uh, do their wedding photos with them. So I'm next to the bride and groom. I'm just like, I'm about to stop. I'm like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> That's fantastic. The constant yes and, even in real life. Right? It's wonderful. You can't make it up. I love it. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, I want to ask you about your boyfriend because you guys met on the set and I'm a little we curious did. about it. Okay, we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Not Too Deep. What's Speaking of great memories with the show, one is your your sweetheart, your significant other. You you guys met on set. This is true. Yes, yes, yes. My boyfriend is the the uh, chief stills guy at NBC, still photographer. Oh, cool. We met on the show. We met season one, but um, he came to my comedy act, The Lampshades, which I had been doing the whole time yes. I was in the office. Speaking of cult following, act. yeah, right, right. <laughs> and then uh, he came, and then he asked me out after that. So it was the end of season two that we started dating, and then we uh-huh. dated that whole break. And then by the time we came back for season three, um, 
it was a showmance. It's yeah. a romance and a showmance. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> I could always find him. He'd be uh, set up in the fake men's room off the kitchen on the set. <laughs> so I always know where to find him. <laughs> oh, the most romantic of spots on right? set. <laughs> there you go. But, now, and then they actually, they put him in the finale, which was fantastic. So I was very happy about that. What was it like? I mean, it, it's this whirlwind moment of time in your life that this show is going on. And then when it ends, what's that? Like, what was the last season like for everyone? Well, I have to say, uh, we didn't find out until we did the work bus episode. So I, mm-hmm. I think we, which is the episode that Brian Cranston directed. So yeah. I remember we all found out during lunch and then we came back and we were on this, literally on this bus, like three inches from each other all for the rest of the day and the rest of the week. And it was oh. so emotional because we were so physically close to each other. Like, oh my yeah. God. So and intimate. I think maybe, yeah, I think maybe we had, I'm going to, I'm going to guess maybe we had like nine more episodes to shoot. Yeah. The finale was such a big undertaking, but I felt like it was this shiny object to distract us from the end because we mm. were just in so many different locations. It was so crazy, so unusual because normally we're just in the office. Right. That it kind of felt like this wonderful ride to, you know, kind of just make you just appreciate everything about everybody. Mm-hmm. And then we're done. Yeah. So, yeah and there is a mourning period afterwards, for sure. I, I had spoken to um, one of the producers of Seinfeld, and he said, just, you know, give yourself space to grieve. He goes, it's mm. going to be a year or two. You're going to feel this for a while. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was just glad somebody actually put some words. And it is, it's it's graduation. It, right. It's, it's just, this is a happy thing to have a long run of a show that has totally. a great finale that people still care about. So you just, you know, have to, but, you know, I wrote this little piece for the Huffington Post uh, right as the finale was about to air. And I, mm-hmm. I just talked about how, you know, I I really felt like Meredith was the onions. You know, some people are the main course, some yeah. people are the side dish. But, like, I was the onions. I felt like I was always around. Yep. Just with enough flavor. Uh-huh. Uh, and, you know. Yeah, um, and that's why it's so iconic that you were a very constant through line for people and they knew that they were going to get something hilarious from you every time. It was like you could trust this character to deliver something right. very wonderful for you. The best writers, seriously. The best. I mean, I, I, people say like, oh, did you have ideas? I would sometimes get to improvise a little bit. But yeah. I'm telling you, it's like when you have Mario Andretti driving your car, like, don't take the keys, <laughs> sit in the back and shut up. Enjoy the ride. Totally. You know? <laughs> and I mean, the the wonderful thing about the internet is now this show lives on forever. And I'm sure every year you have an influx of new people that have just decided to binge it and are getting into it. And the memes will live into infinity, uh, which is so cool to be Crazy. like a part of this like fraternity almost in some capacity. Yes. It is now, an honor. It's so cool. Now, the other um, big hit program, Dancing with the Stars. Let's yes. talk a little bit about this because you have a theater okay. background. You've done live shows. What's the call like for Dancing with the Stars? Was this something in your world at all before it became like a reality? Uh, no, I I knew one of the story producers on it from a long time ago, and he 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 didn't even work on it when I when I got the offer. Yeah. Um. But I I hadn't danced since I was uh, in college, the first college in Virginia. So like literally, I was my late teens, early twenties, and I really had not danced formally since then. Jeez, and I was I mean, not big on cardio, and I was a little heavier, so I felt like, oh my god, I don't know if I can do this. This is crazy. It's truly and crazy. I, That's why I'm like, I have nothing but the most respect for you. I'm not a dancer or a musically inclined in any capacity, and 
you did not look like you did not know how to dance at all whatsoever. <laughs> it's so impressive. Well, I did have the best teacher. I mean, Pasha Pashkov, he and his wife, Daniela uh, Karagash, they're, they're seven-time national champs. Incredible. Now they're both on the show. I mean, and they won Blackpool, which is the biggest, you know, that's the highest uh, uh, ballroom uh, dance competition ever. And, Jeez. you know, they came to the show in the, like at, right coming right off of their championship, which is very rare. Some of the other dancers wow. didn't really go down that road. Like they're mm-hmm. just super accomplished, but not necessarily world champs. And sure. so uh, it's like one of the highest pedigrees and they're the best teachers. And Pasha's just the great, greatest, most patient person. And I think he oh. really understood. He was also a huge Office fan, which I loved. Oh, fun. So it was her, his first season on the show. And so he was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy I got you. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so happy I got you, even though um, I'm good. I'm so sorry that I'm not younger <laughs> and stronger. <laughs> but it's well. So when you get asked to be on this show, was it an immediate yes? Or were you having to think it over in any way? I had to think it over um, just because it's a lot of work. And it's yeah. um, you literally train you train two weeks uh, before the first episode, wow. um, five days a week. And then you go six days a week and then. Um, and then it goes to seven days, it's seven days a week, like, like three weeks in, but it's long days. You you start, uh, I think it's five hours a day and then it goes to eight hours a day. It's a lot, you know, and I'm, you know, I I I ain't no spring chicken. It's, it's so wild. What was, I mean, the experience because it's live television too. So you're added on that like pressure of it being like, you can't edit around this situation in any capacity. Right. I think the the biggest thing I learned was the second episode. I remember our last camera blocking, we went to do it and he's, and I, I, I started improvising because I thought I was kind of like helping. And he was like, you can't, he almost tripped (laughs) over me. He's like, you can't (laughs) improvise. Like you can't do that with two person partnering. Like, you can't wow. do that with a foxtrot. There's no improv. You've got, which is, you know, yeah. so my strength is now my weakness because yeah. I can't do that. So it was, it was a really interesting lesson to just know like, okay, we just have to do this. And if you make a mistake during rehearsal, you got to go back to one every time you got to start wow. at the beginning every single time. Ooh, it's like, it's, it's a lot. Yeah. It seems like that tests you physically and mentally the whole time absolutely yeah and then you get to the two dance thing where you're like what god i can't i know it's it's a lot to take on and they present it so like fun and like light and exciting but you guys are working your asses off it's really really intense but you know it it was i it was great i really felt like um I was uh, just trying to represent for uh, everyone getting older who feels like that ship has sailed. It's like, no, no, there might be a boat waiting for you. Get on it. Get on it. Get on it. Yeah. Give yourself a shot. You know, because if I can do it, you can do it. I mean, oh, really. A hundred percent. The And then what was it like doing the touring show? You said you did 45 cities. That seems like I yeah. can't even process that in my brain. It was, a, it was actually a little less than that because sometimes we did double shows. Uh, wow. in, I think on six of the cities were double shows. Um, so it was, you know, so two in one day. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, it was great. It was really hard. The audiences were amazing though. I mean, there's, oh. I mean, literally, cause I got to do a monologue at the beginning. And I mean, I oh, basically cool. said like, you know, I, the only reason why I decided to do dancing with the stars, I'm too cheap to join a gym, <laughs> <laughs> but I had a really good time and, and, you know, getting to host at radio city music hall and then dancing is like, I mean, I used to wait tables like two blocks away when I lived in New York and I can't even wild. My mind's like, wah, you know, it's just beyond beyond now, yeah. do you have you watched the most recent season with a different I pair did. of eyes now like now knowing of everything that goes into it 
Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. It's, were you it's rooting crazy. for anyone this season? I haven't kept up much. Pasha, this season. my dance partner. Yeah. But then Pasha was with Carol Baskin. They they, yes. they only lasted three uh, episodes, which I think he made her last longer because he's such a great teacher. And so I was, of course, rooting for his wife, Daniela, who was with Nellie. Yeah. And this is her first season with a celebrity. She was on last year, but she just did the featured dances. Mm, so I was gotcha, so gotcha. rooting for Nellie and Daniela. They, I thought she was she was amazing. I think she brought great things out of him. He, he he can dance now. He couldn't dance before. He can that's dance a, now. Yeah, I feel like that's the overall takeaway is that you uh, you learn that you can actually dance now. Crazy. Uh, now, do you watch reality television? Not much. Or what do you Not watch? Much. What have you been watching this year? Uh, I mean, I just watch Queen's Gambit. Um, mm, I'm mm-hmm. watching Fargo, the latest Fargo. Um, I just watched the latest version of The Crown. I skipped yeah. a couple seasons on The Crown because I realized... I already know how this works out. So I can, take, I can <laughs> yeah. go back. It's okay. It's not really a spoiler alert. Like I'll yeah. go back and I'll be delighted like everybody else. But yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're also, I'm so curious about Cameo. You've been doing Cameo now. And what is that experience like for you? There are a few of us on Cameo from the office and yeah. it is bonkers. It's bonkers. <laughs> I mean, I... Had wished so many people happy birthday. <laughs> I've lost count. And also when there were no um graduations this year, mm. I've been the official I mean, I've been the graduation for my Oh, that's incredible. I've, I've done some marriage proposals. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> I've done some weird I mean, I don't know always how it works out though. I I'm always rooting for love though. So I hope it works. I'm like I always wanted the Jim Cam story to work out sooner. So totally. I'm like, please. I hope she said yes. Uh, have there been, do you draw the line at any specific requests? Uh, do you have boundaries on the, yeah, the cameo Yeah, some people app? are kind of filthy. They're like, yeah. oh, uh, you know, you can give me a little casual Friday. I'm like, hey, like they want a real no casual thanks. Friday. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I mean, I, let's just say when we, when we shot it, you know, it wasn't HBO, but right. it, I still, I was like not super comfortable. You know, I, I, I got no eye contact from the camera guys at lunch whenever we shot those topless shots on the oh. office, let me tell you. I know. I mean, you went there. You went there. Uh, Jumping out of an airplane. Yeah. I mean, I love that you're on Cameo. I think that's super fun. And I'm sure everyone has a great time requesting things from you. What's your what's your relationship with social media in general? Do you enjoy it or is it kind of like... I do enjoy it. No, I do enjoy it. I'm I'm pretty active. I try to post at least once a day on Twitter and uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Not as much on Facebook. Um... Facebook is a little bit of a, um, it just, I don't know. It feels like it's a, it's a different kind of feed and it's a little slower. So I feel like I just don't have the, I don't have the the time for it. Yeah. Which is a bummer. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I love to interact with fans and I've, uh, you know, and doing big shows, live shows with Jane and and dance Mm -hmm. with stars and stuff. I've gotten to meet so many people that have come to shows and been, you know, there's so many loyal fans. I'm, I'm so grateful. I mean, oh, it's, it's so it's cool. awesome. It's surreal. It's fantastic. It's so, so cool. Now, uh, I'm always asking everyone, what have been your like pandemic quarantine go-tos? Have you developed new hobbies? Have you learned some lessons about yourself? <laughs> well, I've been, um, I've been trying to walk uh, two or three miles every day um, nice. just to keep some of it's just for my head and some of it's just on the yeah. elliptical because I can't get out sometimes. But um, yeah, I feel like that's kind of this 
a thing that just kind of it's like something to accomplish every day yeah no that's it's hard to feel like you're getting anything done i've taken a bunch of classes i've taken writing class i've taken um uh uh, kind of a what do i what do i call it like sort of um sort of a psychological like kind of a self-analytic oh nice um, look at your business kind of a class you know i've taken a a few things like that and had some great teachers and uh that's very uh, yeah. Because yeah, didn't you weren't you teaching before? Were you teaching a class years somewhere? before? Yeah, I, I t- right before the office started, I taught uh, kids from five to twelve. I was the music director at the Los Angeles Drama Club, and we, oh, we did Shakespeare. Cool. The kids, the kids did Shakespeare, and so we would do some songs that were relevant to the stories. We would put in certain songs like from Peter Pan or. Yeah, um, yeah. from Oliver and then we would end every show with brush up your Shakespeare so I was on the piano like hey, kids, oh, you know? <laughs> uh, how, how do you teach Shakespeare to children they're really they're little sponges so yeah. they're really adaptable they're, they are so much easier to get it than than uh than uh I think teenagers or or adults I mean sure sure and some of it you have to repeat for them to get I mean they read but you know they it's more like a repetition thing. And then once they get it, they're off, and off they're to off. the races. They kind of understand what they're doing. They understand mm-hmm. who they're talking to and what's happening. So they just go for it. It's totally. Oh, that's so cute and good for them. I'm still trying to figure out what <laughs> Shakespeare is in my world. Um, okay, we're going to take one last break. When we get back, I have a bunch of questions from Instagram for you. So we'll be right back with more Not Too Deep. Okay, Kate, before we get into these Instagram questions, I'm going to ask you the two questions. I ask every single guest that is on the podcast. And the first is, who, alive or dead, would you most like to throw cold spaghetti at? Mm, I, hmm, cold spaghetti, mm. uh, Al Capone. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going Italian. <laughs> yeah, we've never had that answer. I don't think. That's fantastic. I'll take it. Okay. The other question I ask every single guest on the podcast is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or like a bathroom emergency situation, but you can only use three words or three small phrases to describe it. So for example, mine is college jogging front lawn. (laughs) Yeah. Tough Um, time. Was, uh, waitressing, uh, um, commute, mm. um, by the front door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that paints the picture. You Thank God it? for rain. Thank yeah. God for rain. <laughs> it was raining so bad. I was like, "Thank God it's raining." Oh, oh. I love that. It sounds the like streets a... of Chicago will never be the same. A so beautiful sorry. poem. Uh, <laughs> okay, let's get into these Instagram questions for you. We got some good ones. Uh, someone wants to know. How did it feel to be so exposed playing Meredith? Um, I did not feel that exposed. I mean, I will tell you if, if, as I said before, if the show was on HBO, I think I would yeah. feel much more vulnerable, but sure. the pixelation was, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It just, it was a nice little, um, um, mm-hmm. security blanket. Pardon the expression. Totally. Totally. Uh, <laughs> someone's to know, did she always know that Meredith was getting her master's or was that added? I found out that Meredith was getting her master's. I think it was a two years before they were looking for a spot to put that in. They told me that line. I thought it was the 
funniest thing. It's great. Yeah. And Greg Daniels was looking for the perfect spot to put it in. I think he found it. Oh, that's so awesome. Uh, someone's note, have you ever had any messy or wacky Meredith Palmer moments in real life? How dare you? How <laughs> dare you think that I could be that much of a train wreck? Um, you know what? I, 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 uh, oh my God. I, when I was in New York, I slept on couches for nine months. I mm-hmm. had like five sets of keys and I was like sneaking around and, you know, working in a restaurant and yeah. enjoying my staff drink and my uh, yeah, you know, yeah, staff yeah. dinner. Yeah. Cause that's all I could, could afford. Uh-huh. Um, I, yeah. So I feel like I, um, I mean, and, and certainly, you know, at my dad's bar, I, I certainly saw Meredith. I used to wait mm-hmm. on Meredith. You right. know, I mean, it's, it's, I knew, I knew who she, I knew who this person was. And right. luckily the writers just kept getting, you know, more and more in depth and more specific and more wonderful. So oh, I'm, cool. yeah. Well, was, that goes into a lot of people are asking questions like this. What qualities do you and Meredith share, if any? Well, I think it's that my dad owned a bar, you know, sort of the comfort. <laughs> and also I think there's, um, I think I can, oh, I learned from Meredith because I think, um, I actually think she has decent self-esteem in her own weird way. She does. She's, kind of, she's fairly, she doesn't really care. Uh, and yeah. I love the way they wrote that. There's, there's no, um, yeah, there's no peer pressure with her. She really goes to the beat of her own drummer. And I, I, you mm. know, I mean, it's like, let your freak flag fly. Yeah, it right? is truly admirable. Uh, the amount of like contentness she has in herself is very inspiring. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the most vulnerable was when Michael Scott was trying to drag her to rehab. And that was the only time we actually improvised. I got to improvise an entire scene with Steve, that whole parking lot chase scene. So I was like doing that. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That whole thing was like, I felt like that was something like, what do you do? You know, an animal cage, like getting cornered, literally getting cornered. Oh my God. So totally. I think that was my most vulnerable. They actually had two stunt doubles near us because they wanted to make sure nobody and nobody got hurt. Right. And I was like, I don't care if I break my leg. I am doing this scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why everyone's asking all about like doing your own stunts. Was this something that you had? Uh, did you have to do a lot of training for it? Or was it just kind of like, let Not me see really. what my body I mean, does? <laughs> I think it was kind of like, a, hey, let's just give it a shot. Because, yeah. um, you know, when I got hit, gets hit by the car, I had to mm-hmm. roll in the glass and then roll up the car on a giant mat. Uh, and uh, it was a really great challenge. You know, yeah. It was a great challenge. I, I had a great time. I really, I loved how it turned out. The final outcome is you know, like so iconic. So it's amazing. So crazy. <laughs> so many people want to know if you really shaved your head when Meredith was bald. I'm so sorry. That's one of the stunts I did not do. We had a, mm. a ball. It was a bald cap. I have new respect for all the sci-fi people, man. Four yeah. hours in, four hours out. It was a long process to get that sucker on and off. Wow. I mean, it's a, it's a testament yeah. that so many people are still questioning if it was real or not, because it did look like very real. Yeah. The artist, Ed French, he's like the guy, he's like the ball cap guy. He teaches all, uh, he's been teaching in Hollywood makeup for years. He's the wow. expert of all experts. Yeah, he's what an amazing, amazing niche area of expertise <laughs> right but there were like literally veins in my like he painted veins on the head it was nuts yeah nuts. it's so real look it's so lifelike yeah, so good, so uh, good. Yeah. A, a lot of people are asking about if there was a hard part in playing meredith um you know i mean every once in a while i, I never got much notice when i was going to be topless oh. so i was sort of like uh okay uh, okay uh, uh, 
uh, can I diet for a couple of, can I, can yeah, I, be yeah. I mean, I don't know what the hell I was thinking, but it was kind of like jumping out of an airplane every time. It was always so well written that I was, I never worried about it. I was like, yeah. okay, I'm in great hands. I know. I trust you. Yeah. Yes. Uh, for sure. Someone wants to know which office castmate do you think should be on the next Dancing with the Stars? <laughs> uh, well, I actually, hmm. I'm going to say Oscar. I think Oscar's mm. really good. Or Phyllis. Phyllis is a great dancer, too. Uh, really? Oh, but, that I mean, would be amazing. But you've seen, uh, you know, Oscar does that crazy thing yes. with his arms, like, you know, down yeah. the aisle. Like, yeah. It's hilarious. He's got good rhythm. <laughs> yeah, he actually came to the show. He came to the audience. It was in the audience. Actually, Angela came. Uh, uh, Leslie David Baker, who plays Stanley, came. Um, David, David, um, the guy who plays David Wallace, Andy Buckley, uh, Creed came. They all came uh, in. But I felt like Oscar... I, I, I almost wanted him to have a dance off with Bruno. When we were yeah. there. This is a, such a good, this is the moment. <laughs> this is it. Uh, someone's to know, um, how do you think Michael Scott would handle a pandemic? <laughs> Horribly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but, but with love, you know, um, I don't know. I think maybe we all would be in the office, but we all be in that crazy hazmat suit that, um, Dwight Schrute, uh, yes. wore in the lights episode. Oh, yes. be, I don't know. That's that's something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone to know, what do you love or hate most about Philadelphia? Um, I love I God, there's so many great things about Philadelphia. The people, um, mm. the food, the music, the architecture. Mm. Uh, it was just a great place to go to school. It was a great it's a great place to be from and it's a great place to go back and visit and I just love where it is on the planet. I love that it's close proximity to all these different places. And yeah, totally. it's, it's wonderful all in itself. Um, but the fact that it's like so close to New York, it's just, uh, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, the thing I don't like about Philadelphia is that it's so far away from California. And I can't yeah. get there any, as yeah. often as I wish. Very true. Very yeah. true. Um, okay. Someone wants to know how she likes her steaks from Outback cooked. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say medium. Yeah. yeah. Some oh, places I'd say medium rare, but Outback, I say medium. Understand. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Understand. Okay, last question. Sorry if you hear my dog. I think there's a delivery <laughs> happening in my house right now. Uh, so, so many people want to know what uh, what's happening next for you. I have a movie coming out next month in January uh, called Golden Arm. Um, it's a It's a movie about female arm wrestlers. Are you serious? I'm not kidding. It's awesome. It's Betsy Sidero, uh, Mary Hollandaise, <gasps> Dot Marie Jones, Ron Funges. It's going to be really, really fun. We shot it. Um, actually, this we're supposed to be so at North fun. by North. Yes, we're supposed to South by Southwest this past March, but yeah. because of the pandemic, we uh, could not go. So yes, but they got it got sold uh, to HBO, oh. and we're very, very excited. Uh, so you guys can catch it on, That's on HBO so very, exciting. very soon. How did yeah. you prep for this film? well I'm so, I this actually, is like a world i'm so fascinated in so I'm it like, was what? literally yeah it was right as I, I it was before i started my official dancing with the stars training so i was doing some gym work and then they gave me a tutorial on the uh the the you know the secret to yeah uh arm wrestling because um, it's like a, it's and, a um, real world of people that compete it, in this it world is, it is and actually dot marie jones who used to be on glee she is a former uh arm wrestling champ which is Whoa. so crazy full Fun circle fact. for her i love that yeah. she's in this movie yeah how cool um yeah we shot it in oklahoma and uh you know i mean um 
uh, luckily through the magic of, of, uh, of movies, um, I, I was better than I, than I really am, but that's okay. <laughs> it's um, great. <laughs> oh, it's, I can't you know, wait. Really fun. And the other thing is that I'm promoting, um, Oscar and I are, it's Oscar Nunez and I are actually going to be on the NBC New Year's Eve special, um, because uh, we're promoting the fact that the office is leaving Netflix and going to Peacock. But I have oh, to tell amazing. you, there's a huge asset to the move. And people uh-huh. don't realize this. We're actually putting back in these deleted scenes that were that are, weren't even on the, the DVDs. <gasps> and they're going to have these super fan episodes that are going to be extra long with oh storylines you've never seen. And they were shot back then. It's, Holy shit. It's so weird. We, yeah, we just did some, uh, like, some ADR. They just restored a lot of the film and, like, put it back together and, like, made uh, sure, you know, we sounded good. So I, I'm actually really excited to be the, see these longer episodes. It's crazy. This is incredible. And for everyone yeah. that's already binged every possible episode, there's new yeah, stuff and you for them. you have the option. You can watch it like you always do, or you can watch it with this longer storyline. And uh, uh, there's a lot of Pam stuff that got, uh, that got deleted. A lot of Meredith, a lot of wow. Toby. How cool. That's going to be really fun. I'm, 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 I'm kind of excited. I, I hope people make the jump. I know it's really hard. But, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm but it'll be worth it. for people. Yeah, I think it will be. Oh, that's so cool, yeah. Kate. This has been so fun. Thank you so much for making time. Thank you, Grace. Of course, before South you Jersey leave, girl. Yeah, before <laughs> you can see my roots are coming in. Uh, before you leave, uh, we like to give all of our our guests a little token of our appreciation. We have a personalized fortune cookie that got sent to you from us. I believe oh, Melissa emailed sweet. it to you. If you would like to read your fortune aloud, okay. <laughs> Like Meredith's mom always said, talk classy, act nasty. This shall be your mirror mantra for 2021. Godspeed. There you go. <laughs> there it is. The mirror mantra That's for 2021. Now, uh, So true. Kate, before we say goodbye officially, where can people find you online? Where can they find the Cameo and everything that you're up to if they don't know? Uh, you can go to Cameo.com slash Kate Flannery. You can go to uh, Twitter at Kate Flannery, Instagram at The Real Kate Flannery. You can go to the lampshades.com. Uh, I think we're doing a show in February at, um, we're doing a car show at uh, Forest Lawn. Awesome. We haven't done a show in a while. And, and uh, Jane Lynch official will have our tour dates um, for, I think we're doing some shows in the spring if if that happens. If it awesome. Happens, I don't know. Oh, yeah, we have some so cool. scheduled. They just keep kind of moving because we have a non-Christmas show as well as our, our Christmas show. So very um, cool. Yeah. yeah well, thank you so much. Of course, Kate. Thank you so much for being here, guys. Cho- check out everything that she's up to. Get those cameos in. Uh, yeah. Everyone will be thankful. And we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. With Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, producer Melissa D. Montz, edited by Shireen Lani Yunus, post-production sound by Chris Henry, and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music. Music